feel like the Lord is, you know, just met us in a great way. Um, I'm just excited to be here today. You know, the the Lord is just um, is just good. You know, we're um, here in February. We, you know, always look forward to February when we, um, you know, to celebrate that nice holiday, Groundhog's Day. <laughs> we. We look forward to, you know, the. I was asked to preach about the heart, you know, and of course, you know, with Valentine's Day, I was sort of, we were really getting to, but, you know, we uh, we just are, are excited, you know, to think about the heart and all that God is, does with our heart, amen? And we're going to uh, get to that. You know, as we were, um, to um, as I was getting ready for our message and everything, um, you know, just to give you a little bit of just introduction and background and everything. Um, you know, I, I always thought, you know, I'm a guy, and I always thought, you know, guys like dogs. So, you know, I'm a, so I always, I always grew up thinking, you know, I'm a, I'm a dog person. But, you know, in the last few years, I've come to realize that I'm a cat person. I've I had to, I had to admit it. I like, I, I mean, I, I just, as much as I fought it, and as much as I wanted to, you know, be a dog person, I had to, you know, just come out and say, you know, hey, I like cats, you know, and so, you know, and and uh, you know, as um, as we begin, as I, you know, began to, you know, embrace my feline uh, of affections. Um, you know, I um, I find out that you know that evidently that it's it's kind of a guy thing, because you know the factory I work at, all of a sudden you find out that there's all these other guys that have cats and love cats, and uh, and so you know you always think about the guys that you know go around and look at the pictures and everything, you know. Well, here's these these guys, these men, you know, working in the factory and everything, you know, and and they they're all got their phones out, you know, and they and they're going through and they're showing everybody their cat pictures, you know. <laughs> This is, and and uh, you know, and we just got a, a new cat uh, back. I don't know, maybe month and a half ago, two months ago, something like that. If you ever have a you know deal with a kitten, I mean, they're into everything. Yeah. They, you know, it's just um, I I'm a cat person. I'm not a kitten person. <laughs> I. I I I'm 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 excited about when our cat, kitten becomes a cat and and begins to act like a cat like I expect a cat to act like. But anyways, the um the cat you know the kitten I mean this kitten is into everything and uh, I mean into everything you you set down something and it's on top of it you know it's um. My my wife last night, you know, she got a um, she has a bin that she's got her hats in, you know, and she got her hats out, and uh, and she was getting ready to go outside because it was cold out. Got her hat out, and uh, she put the basket on the table, and uh, she got the hat, and we were going about the things, you know, and all of a sudden you look over, and there's this little head sticking out of the hat, you know, in the bin. All you see is a little head sticking out of. Of, of the hats, you know, he's into everything, whatever it is. My wife was uh, trying to uh, get dinner ready one day. She bought, she was going to peel some potatoes. She brought um, the the 
the big uh, you know Dutch oven boiler in, set it on the table, went out to get the get the potatoes, brought them in, the, in to put them on the table, and she looks, and the cat's sitting in the, in the Dutch oven, you know, just look, looking up at her, you know, and, and all the, the cat's into everything. They're, they're just curious, they're into everything. And uh, there's a story that, um, that, Ad, that Adrian, um, Adrian Rogers, I don't know if you remember him, he's, he was a, a, a minister from a number of years ago. He's passed on, wanted to be with the Lord now. But um, he, um, he, uh, he's, they, they play his, they still play his, uh, his messages on the Christian radio, the local Christian radio station. And uh, every so often I get to hear him. And there's a story that he told about these people that they got a cat. And, uh, and this cat, like our cat, you know, was into, into everything, you know, and they named their, they named their cat August. And uh, so the, the cat was, you know, going around and he was into, in, into this, curious, looking at this, you know, and you have to be careful because, you know, whatever you're doing, you have to be careful because the cat might be there in it. And so they're looking at the cat and the cat's um, they lived on a farm, and the cat was, you know, it would would check out the, you know, the chickens, and would check out the, you know, the ducks, and would check out all all the different things. All the, the on a farm, you know. Well, the, on the farm they had a, a mule, and one day the cat went and thought it would check out the mule, and they said that was the last day of August. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, that we can come into your house. We can, um, we can enjoy our time with you, Lord God. We can enjoy our time with each other. Lord God, we just ask that you will open our hearts, that we'll receive what you have for us today, Lord God that you will minister to our hearts, Lord God, and that, uh, Lord, as, we, uh, as you minister to our hearts, Lord God, that you will purify our lips and our, and our mouth, Lord God, that uh, we will put um, perverse and vain things far away from us. We ask, Lord, that you will bless this time. We give it to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, like I said, though, um, uh, Kathy, she asked me to preach on the heart and how the heart, um, you know, affects our mouth, because this is the year of the mouth, and, and we're learning about how uh, the Lord, um, how we can, um, how the Lord uses our mouth in so many ways. I was thinking that the, she asked us a number of times, uh, um, you know, what we do with our mouth, and, uh, and there were so many different answers, and um, it never came around to my answer. It's, uh, my answer was we put our foot in it. <laughs> which is where you know mine, mine seems to stay a lot, you know. But um, you know that's uh, that that was what I thought of. Um, but anyways, we um, we need to do um, things, and it's just you know how the Lord works is that um, He had uh, the Lord works because He has uh, Tina come up and read my first scripture. Amen. Praise the Lord, you know. He, he, he gave Tina, you know, the, the first scripture from Proverbs, the fourth chapter, where he says to keep your heart with diligence and put um, far away from you 
the, uh, the forward mouth and the perverse lips. So, you know, he says, you know, that he wants us to, to put those things um, far away from us. That, um, that he's saying there, he's, he's pointing out there that um, we need to do due diligence to protect our heart. Okay, our heart is what we need to put due diligence in to protect our heart because he's saying that it's right there. He's saying that it's from your heart. It's going to flow from your heart. It's going to come up out of your heart is going to come the words of, uh, of whatever's there. You know, that's whatever is residing in your heart. And so we need to... Um, we need to be careful of what we allow our heart to go. And this is so important that we understand that, um, that what is God after? He's after our hearts. He wants our hearts. That's what he's after. Is he, he wants our hearts. And it's so, um, it's so important that we realize that, it's, that it's, it's a, there's a battle out there for our heart. Okay? There's a battle out there because not just does the Lord want our heart, but the enemy wants our heart too. He wants to turn our hearts from God and he wants to, uh, to, to, for us to turn our hearts to, the, to evil and to wicked ways. He wants us to put our efforts in the wrong direction. And so um, it's so important that we understand that we do diligence, that we put an effort. We do not just take it for granted each and every day, but we take, it for, um, we take action. This is an action message. This is something that we need to get on top of, and we need to say, I'm not going to just let life happen. I'm going to make life happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I'm, on, I'm victorious in this area of my heart. Amen. Uh, when, um, you know, not too many, too many years ago, I'm going to move on to 1 John, the 3rd uh, chapter, in the 21st verse. It talks about how if our heart does not condemn us, okay, it says if our heart does not condemn us. Now, this is so important that we understand that, you know, we, um, our, our heart, is um is it's it's inside us you know we can saw I mean, you know if it's cold outside we put on an extra coat if it's you know if um if there's an un, un uh you know uncomfortable situation we might be able to remove ourselves from it you know there's all these things that we can do to uh to affect our outside circumstances but we're talking about the heart what do we do if it's inside you know, if the attacks from the inside, then what do we do then? Because that is where you know you can't get away from your heart. Your heart is a part of you, and the, and it's such you know, and it's the organ that pumps the life throughout the body. It's the it's it's what is is keeping us flowing. You know, they um, they they can put. You know, somebody, if they, if they are, um, are in an accident and said their brain stops working, if they can keep their heart going, their body still lives. But they can't do it without the heart. The heart has to keep that life flowing through your body. And so it's so important is, um, here in First John, it says if your heart does not condemn you, it says that you have confidence you have confidence. If your heart is not is not condemning you, if you're if you're out there, if you if you're 
doing and living a lifestyle that you know is not right and you know that it's not something that you should be doing and, you, and you're going places that you shouldn't be going and you're doing things and you're saying things that you shouldn't be saying, then your heart knows that and your heart is, is, is condemning you and you are getting, um, you know, you are losing your confidence. You don't have confidence in the next day. You don't have confidence in things because it's your heart. You're feeling convicted of these things. Amen? And, if you're, and, and, and even it gets to the point where it says that if your heart does not condemn you, okay? This is what we need to understand is that there's a difference between convict and condemn, okay? So we, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all do things that, are, that we shouldn't be doing. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Lord, if, if, uh, if a bolt of lightning came down every time I did something wrong, I'd be one fried fella, you know? I, you know, I, if, you, know you, you look at my hair some days and you can say, hey, he's been doing something. Lightning's <laughs> struck him, you know? You know, they get me on a good, you know, a good hair day and I, I look... You know, halfway decent, but when I tell you, you know, my my uh, my mother-in-law, she used to kid me. I go down to Florida, and it's something about the weather and the humidity and everything. You know, I have to bring with me a gallon of 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 conditioner. Just you know, I, I have to take a shower just to just to condition my hair because the thing just you know it just goes wild, you know. And and she says, you know, she says, well, you plug yourself into the 220 today, didn't you? <laughs> You know, it's like, man, you know, this stuff is, it's just, I don't know, it's, it just does funny things to my hair, and, 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 you know, and, and I just say, well, you know, I don't have to look at it, you know, (laughs) you know, it's like, hey, it looks all, it's all good to me, I'm just going, I'm just going through life like everybody looks like this, you know, you mean everybody's hair doesn't do this, um, you know, I, it's, you know, it's a funny thing, you know, but, but you know, the thing is, you know, our, the conviction of God comes on us to get us to repent for these things that we do wrong, to get us back into a right relationship with Him. That is what the conviction of God does. But if we do not, um, if we do not adhere to this, if we do not heed His conviction, then He says that you can come to the point where your heart will condemn you, okay? We know it will condemn you, and condemn means there is no hope. You know, you get to that point of, of despair. You get to that point where, you know, you're, you're feeling, you know, depressed and there's no hope, you know? And God does not want you to get to that point of no hope. He wants to, you to quickly come to Him when you do something wrong, when you know you've done something wrong, because your heart is, is, is hurting, you know, you know when, when you've said those words, you know, when you said, oh, I wish I could take them back, you know. You can't take those words back. But you can go to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Get me back right. Help me to do what I need to do to make these things right. And then, you know, and, and then, you know, we go to the, um, to, the, to the next scripture where it says, you can't have a message without Psalms 139, can you? So you got one. <laughs> Psalms 139, and you got verses, uh, thir- verse 34, where, um, I'm sorry, verse 
I don't even think there's a verse 34 in. <laughs> that, that's terrible. I'm writing, I'm writing my own Bible here. There, you better stop me quick. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. It tells us to search my way, search my heart, know my ways. If there is any wicked ways in me, okay, show me. Let me know. If I'm in error, okay, we, you know, when, uh, when we were in, in school, my son can attest to this, okay, he says, you know, you, you go through the, 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 um, the, the, the lesson, you get to the end of the lesson, and we all dreaded taking the test. You dread taking the test, okay? It's they, you know, for for some, you know, you you know, even um, you know, you you think in life, you know, oh, I'm being tested, you know, oh, negative. We need to change our 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 mindset. Being tested is not a bad thing. It is a good thing, okay? Because God is searching your heart and letting you, you know, and showing you anything that's in there that's not of Him, okay? It's not to point out your flaws. It's to give you the direction of what steps you need to take next, okay? It's showing you. Is there something in you that has not been addressed yet, that's hidden in your heart, that's saying, you know, well, you haven't learned this lesson yet. There's more to this than you. And if you think that you're going to get to the point where you're going to ace every test, I'm sorry. Till we get to heaven, we are not acing tests. God is giving us these tests for a reason. Okay? Because we're not perfected. We haven't gotten to that point. But he wants to encourage us to get to a further point. It's like uh, um, Debbie was saying uh, when, they were, when she was up here this morning. You know, he's calling us to a higher level. A higher level of praise. A higher level of, of worship. A higher level of life. He's calling that. You've got that calling on your life. I've got that calling on my life. Not to stay where we're at, but to move on, to to grow. Okay? He does not want us to come in here and just fill a pew for 30 years. I'm just waiting for the Lord to come back. I got saved 30 years ago, and I'm just waiting. Glory be to God. He's calling us to a higher calling. He's calling us to move on, you know, to not just fill a pew, but to get active. Because I tell you what, if you're not active, then your heart is going to grow weak. Your heart is going to grow weak if you're not active, if you're not out there exercising and doing things for God, then then your spiritual heart is going to grow weak, okay? And you are going to, um, you're, you're going to have a spiritual heart attack. It's, it's the way it is. Because all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the Lord, you know, moves and you say, you know, wow, that was great. It's too much for me. My heart attack. But if we're active, if we're out there, you know, doing stuff for the Lord on a daily basis, we're active. Lord, whatever it is, use me. 
Let me, let me, you know, show me. Test me today. Let today be a test for me so that I can see what's in my heart, you know. That boss that rubs you the wrong way. Those, you know, I, I said, you know, the, the Lord puts us in here and, um, you know, we, um, he puts us in, in the body as it pleases him. He puts us in the body as it pleases him. And I was thinking about, you know, for, and, and why is that? For the perfecting of his saints. It's for the perfecting. He puts us in the body for the perfecting of his saints. You are here to perfect me. I'm here to perfect you. And, you know, there's, I was thinking about, you know, when we, when we think about perfecting, you know, and I'm, I sometimes, I've, in the past, I've worked with wood, you know, and if you're working with finished wood, you know, this here is all nice and beautiful. And Sean did a beautiful job on it. Amen. And it's nice. And I can rub my hands on it, and I cannot get splinters, you know. But some, some people here, you know, give me splinters. I might give some of you splinters, you know. But you know, also, you know, the Lord uses us um, as we're doing it, you know, to get this finish. You know, they, they, it goes through different steps of 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 smoothing, and and sometimes it shapes it, and sometimes it smooths it, and then you get down to uh, the the sandpaper, and sometimes it's rough sandpaper, and sometimes it's smooth sandpaper, and you know, and, and you get the real fine grip sandpaper, and it's so nice and gives it that, you know. That's the Debbie Kerwin sandpaper, you know. It just, oh, it's so nice to be around her, you know. And I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it's just, just, just so, so, just so nice, you know. But sometimes it's the rough sand, you know, taking off the real rough edges. You know, there's there's things that the Lord just says, hey, that's got to be removed, you know, and you're like, that's the Wayne sandpaper, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, get that in there, you know. Smooth it out, you know. Tell it like it is. Hey, you know. He's, he's, you know, he'll, he'll tell you what it is, you know. He won't, he won't uh, you know, cut any corners, you know. He'll say, this is the way it is. And so that's the kind of friend you need. Amen. Somebody that not to sugarcoat everything. But, you know, we all have a purpose and a plan in the things of God. Yes. You know, when, um, when uh, you know, I was talking about searching my heart and everything, you know, um, there was a, a folk singer years ago, Bob Dylan, um, and back in 79, he released a message. He says that um, in that song, we won't, of course, go through the whole song, but it says, um, it's the start of it, it says, you may be an ambassador to England or France, or you may like to gamble, and you might like to dance. You may be a heavyweight champion of the world, or you might be a socialite with long strings of pearls. But you're going to have to serve somebody. He says, yes, you're, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Amen? Yeah. Now, there, is, black and white, there it is, okay? You're not going to get through life without serving either the Lord 
or the devil. Amen? Search my heart, Lord, if there's something in there that that I have not released to you, that I have not surrendered. If I have not surrendered my heart to you totally, then I want to know about it. I want to deal with it. I want to be tested. I want to know in ways. Yes, I'm, I'm all for, you know, getting through life, you know, on a, on a breeze, you know, but the fact is that without the testing, we will not grow. We will not know what direction the Lord wants us to go, and we will not know where we're coming up short. We have to have the test at the end of the chapter. I'm sorry, Elijah, that's just the way it is. We have to have, at the end of the chapter, we have to have the test, okay? It's to show us what we haven't, what we did not catch, okay? We've been, we've, we've sat through a lesson. Usually, you know what, it, chances are, if we're being tested in life, then it's something that he's been teaching us along. It's something that we have heard, okay? Well, I've never heard that before. No, you, you weren't listening, maybe, but chances are you have heard this. And the Lord is giving, you know, you're at the end of the chapter. And it's time to test. See if you've learned the lesson. What has he been trying to teach us? And, and you know, and, and each one of us, you know, that's the great thing about, about the word of God. Is that he, it's, a, it's an individual word. I can preach this word and it can reach me. And, 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 you, can, and, and you can hear the same word and it will speak something totally different to you, you know. You'll come up to me and you'll say, Steve, that was a great message on pickles. Did I even mention pickles? <laughs> but because, because it's a living word, it's God's word. You know, he, he's going to speak to your heart. He's going to allow you to hear the, the, the lesson that he wants you to hear. And he's going to speak to you about that. You know, in, um, in Revelation, the, the second chapter, in the fourth verse, it talks about how um, he has one thing you know, he's talking to the church and he says, oh, you're doing so good, but I've got one thing that I have ought with you. And that one thing is that you've left your first love. Amen? You know, how many times you, you think about, um, I, I often I, I think about, oh, you know, the, the innocence of a young heart, you know, the innocence of a first love. I mean, the first love overlooks a multitude of, <laughs> of sins. Uh, a first love, can, I mean, the, 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 you know, it, they, anything can happen and you do not see it. You do not see a person's flaw, a flaws if you're in those first, uh, those first stages of love. You know, any, you know it's, just a, it's just you're all in. This person can do no wrong. You know, they can, you know, uh, they're, they're the best thing in, that's ever happened. You, you don't even, you know, you, is, is there somebody else in the room? No. Is, is, is anybody else in the world? No. You know, it's, it's your first love. I mean, that's, you know, the, the whole thing. 
And God says that he wants us to return to that first love. That's what he desires for us, is to return to that first love for him. That first love that, you know, when, you know, I, I think about when I, I was a kid, and, I, and, and if my mom, she's, I don't know, they say there's the, the, the a mighty host of saints listening, you know, watching over us and everything, and, and I have different feelings about it. My, my mom's gone on to be with the Lord, precious woman of God. But one thing that she just, it, it damaged me for life is that, you know, when I was a kid, I used, to, uh, I used to get excited about things of God. I mean, I was excited about the things of God. I, I'd go to school. If the teacher was teaching something that was controversial, he'd say, Steve, just hold on. <laughs> I mean... He would, he would, you know, he would, he would point out the fact that this might not go along with what I believe. Okay, and this is this is like, you know, I mean, we're talking about, you know, fifth, sixth grade. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm there, and uh, and the te- the teachers are afraid of me. <laughs> Don't offend Steve. And so, uh, you know. And they, we used to um, have these uh, singing groups, the quartet, quartets that used to come around, and they used to come around to, and uh, and we used to um, host them to go to places. We'd line up the the auditoriums and all this, and they'd come. Sometimes they'd even come over to our house, you know, and and we'd know them, and um, you know, some of these ones have gone on to be, you know, very famous. You know, they, um, some of the members of the Oak Ridge Boys used to be at our house. You know, we used to play football out in the field, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and, and everything. And, and, I, and I was excited about, you know, about, about this. I mean, this is part of, part of life, you know, part of living for God is, is knowing these people. And, uh, and so I, um, we got back from one of their concerts, and I had gotten one of their records. And you know you play it and you play it and you play it and you play it and everything. And I got home and I I wanted to play this record and I'm like, well I'm just so excited. I said I've got to run. I mean I had my best friend lived about a mile down the road. I said I gotta I gotta I gotta run down. I gotta tell him that I got this new record and everything. And my mom she stopped me, and she said, Steve, you have to understand, not everybody is gonna be as excited about something as what you are. And unfortunately, that came into my spirit, you know. And, and, and from that point on, I judged situations as to whether somebody would be as excited about the things of God. Rather, I mean, it was a simple statement. A parent wanting to protect their child from being hurt. And it wounded my spirit so badly that, I mean, I'm affected by it today. That it's fun. And like I said, um, I have to forgive her. And, I, you know, she was a wonderful woman of God, did so many wonderful things. But as a child, it hurt. It hurt my zeal for God. And... God says that he wants us to get back to our innocence, yes. our first love. Right. Right. 
that we love him no matter what. We say what's on our heart. No matter what we think somebody's going to think about it, what somebody's going to do, whatever, however their reactions, we're not responsible for people's reactions. We're not responsible. Let God take care of that. Let God be responsible for the act for, for while people are going to receive the message that He's placed with inside you. And get back to that first love that you've had. You know, get back to that thing where, where it doesn't matter what somebody says. It doesn't matter, you know, what people think, you know. It's, uh, that um, old song about, you know, don't marry a pretty woman. Get an ugly woman for your wife, you know. Because she can cook good, she can do that. You know, she, you know, hey, you know, it don't matter. It's your eyes, you know. It's Get excited, you know. It don't matter what other people think, you know. Do what's in your heart, amen. Um, I was recently, I was having me, excuse me, looking up uh, um, just some history. You know, I don't know if you're a history buff, but I, I like history. I like to, you know, learn about things. And um, this um, happened to me, I was looking up a history about uh, southern Vermont, I was looking at the area down there, and I, I happened across this, uh, this portion of history about the Abenaki Indians, okay? And uh, the, they, they were uh, native to this area, and it talks about how the Abenaki Indians, um, they used to, um, in the summer, they would migrate all the way up to... Um, to a place called Swanson, Vermont, okay, which is about 30 miles north of Burlington, okay, so on the northwest corner of Vermont. And they would go up there in the summertime, and that would be their summer camping area and where they would live, and they would stay all summer, okay. Well, in the winter, they would, they would migrate, and they would come down, and they'd go all the way down to Northfield, Mass. And that's where they would winter, because the weather was... Uh, you know, milder, and, and they could they could live, and they you know still chilly, but you know it was a tra- within traveling distance. So so anyways, they they would they would travel this this distance every year. You know they would they would go they they'd have all the Indians. They'd pack up their things. They would go up to the north for the summer, and then they would you know when it came to time, they would all get to, they'd together, the whole tribe, families, everything you know, and pack them all up, and they would. Go um, down to the southern camping area for the winter, and it was something that they did every every year. But it says that at one point there was some of the people that got tired of that trek, and it says that they they settled around Brattleboro. That was the area that they settled in, and these people the were um, they they had a name for them? They called them Sokoki, S O K O I, and what it meant was the people who go their own way. It was the people who go their own way. And and as I was thinking about that, you know, we we get our heart. And where are we going with our heart? Are we judging our, the things that we do according to, to this or are we according to this? The things that we're thinking, the things that we're doing, the, th- the places we're going, 
in everything? Are, are we going our own way? Or are we, um, are we going God's way? We need to understand that God, wants, God has placed us in the body as it pleases Him. Not to go our own way, but to, to, to be there with the body for the perfecting of the saints. If you are not here, I am not being perfected the way that God wants me to be perfected. If I am not here, you might say, you might come in and you might say, you know, well, I, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm coming today. I hope Steve's not here, you know. It's, it'll be a good day, you know. Uh, we, you know, we are here. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason, okay? And it, and it might be a, it might be not be the most popular reason. It might not be the 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 most you know a fuzzy feeling reason. But you know I'm here for a reason. And and God says, do not you know do not lose your zeal for the house of God. Do not let the zeal go out in your heart, but protect that fire that's within you. Protect that fire that's there and keep it going. Keep the zeal of God. I, think, I believe, and I might be wrong, you can correct me, but I believe that at the beginning of this lesson, um, Kathy said that this year was the zeal. Was Part of it was the zeal, to have the zeal of God. Zeal for my house. He wants us to have that zeal for His house. Grow, you know, growing inside us, you know, to not separate ourselves and be a Sokokia person that goes our own way. Going our own way is going to put you in a place where you can be attacked by the enemy. The Bible talks about how, you know, it's, it's when, the, you know, you're together, the many people together that, that is your strength. That is where your strength is, is when we're together. If He can divide us, then He can conquer us. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a battle strategy that's gone back for generations, for years. If they can separate the enemy, then they can conquer that enemy because, it's a, because they're vulnerable and in the, in the, in they're, they're going to have weaknesses. And if I'm out there by my loan, my weaknesses are going to come through. But if I'm in the house of God amongst other people, then I can be held up. I can be brought up. I might be weak in this area, but you might be strong. Your strength might be my weakness. My strength might be your weakness, you know. But together, we can be victorious. As long as we do not separate ourselves and go our own way. This is why it's so important. Can we meet God on a daily basis just staying at home? Well, I pray to God you do. Yes, you need to do that. But is that all you need? No, it's not all you need. You need the joining together of the body of Christ. You need the joining together with your brothers and sisters because you're never going to become the smooth, beautiful product that God wants you to be Without the sanding, without the you know, without the cutting away, the the trimming, all the different things that go along with with being in a body of Christ. The Bible even says that unless we're pruned, we can't even bear good fruit. 
It has to be pruned. Oh, but do you know it's growing so big and so beautiful and everything, you know? You've got somebody that's got so much talent and they, they just look so beautiful and everything, but yet they fall and they go, you know, and they uh, fall by the wayside. They fall into areas of temptation and sin and everything. You say, how could he do that? He was so, he was so talented. He was so gifted. He was a, because he was not pruned. He, they need to be pruned by the, by the Word of God, by the hand of God. They need to submit themselves to the, to the ministry. They can't be out there by themselves just growing wild. doesn't matter how much talent you have, or like me, how much you don't have, you know? It's, it's still, you know, God, we all have to submit ourselves to the leadership, to the house, to the people, to the body. We need to be able to fit in to the way that God wants us to. Amen? We need to be involved, okay? If we're not involved, you know, we are susceptible to having our hearts be attacked, okay? We sit back and just look, you know, we just sit back, we're looking at, Oh, sister so-and-so, what's that, a new pair of boots, $500 boots? Maybe that could have gone in the offering plate. <laughs> oh, I saw Brother Bill out there with a new Escalade. And we judge. We sit back and we judge. And we look at people and we judge people. Do you know what we should be doing? We should be praising God. God blesses somebody. We should be praising God. Hallelujah. Thank God. I'm so glad you got that new Escalade. Those are just the best boots I've ever seen. Thank God for these things, you know. We rejoice when others are being blessed. And we're to cry when others are crying. You know, not to be, not to stand out there and judge other people, but we need to be quick to be able to join together with them and rejoice when things are going good. You know, uh, so many times we look at other people. You know, I was thinking about how, you know, we, we talk to other people, we get there, you know, and we see somebody that's in need, you know, and we're so quick. You know, they, uh, they, they, may be, they may be sick, they may be going through a financial thing, they may be going, you know, their, their cars don't work, they're all these different things, you know, and, we, and we're so quick to say, I'll pray for you. And then we go our way. And, and then when we get home, there might be a thing where the Lord brings it to our memories. Oh, yeah, remember you said you'd pray for that guy. And we said, oh, yeah, that's right. Lord, thank God I'm not like that guy. <laughs> and that's our prayer. The Sadducees did it. The Pharisees did it. You and I do it. You know? Come on, let's be real. We do it. Thank God I'm not like that. You know? We need to, we need to look... And we need to say, you know, I want to suffer, you know, right along 
with the people that suffer. I want to feel. I want to know. I want to joy. I want to rejoice. I want to dance with those that dance, you know. I want to say hallelujah with, <laughs> you know, with my sister, you know. I want to, I want to, you know, do the things, you know. We, you know, I, I, I thank God for the women that are so free to come up here and they, and they dance. My wife, she comes up, she flags, you know, flags and everything, you know. And, and us guys, you know, well, I'm reserved, you know. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm cool. Sit here in my seat. I'm all right. I'm good. Get up there and dance. No, I'm good. I'm good. I stay right here. I'm good. Norm. Norm does. Norm dance. He, he will dance, but we gotta get. But but anyway, we gotta get over ourselves, you know. We gotta get over ourselves. Let's get back to that first love, that zeal that's within us, you know. That thing that we says, you know. You know, we we get when we were a little baby, when we were a little child, you know. We used to run around the house to our parents, you know. Pick us up, pick us up, you know. We wanted to be picked up. We wanted to be in their arms, being held, feeling safe, you know. We need to be. We're the child of God. We need to get back to saying, God, pick me up. Let me, you know, let me be. Stay in your presence, you know, that I might live in your presence daily, you know, that I might, you know, uh, that I might uh, dwell in the house of the Lord every day of my life, that that this body might become the temple of the living God, that it might be purified, that it might be tested, that it might be searched, that the Lord might look at it and say, is there any way that's not of you? Is there any unclean thing that you see in me? Take it out, purify me, and, and let me live in your presence. Because you cannot be in his presence and have sin going in your life. The sin will separate you from the presence of God. We need to get rid of the sin and allow ourselves to become in the presence of God. Whether we're in church or whether we're outside of church, we need to treasure the presence of God in our life. We need to treasure it above all else. So the message today is to is your heart is such a precious thing. You know what? It's a privilege to love. So many times we withhold love. It's a privilege that we have to love one another. And the Bible tells us that we can love one another. He gives us that gift. He gives us. He's given you the gift to love other people. Treasure that gift. Do not let the enemy rob you of that gift and come in and replace it. The, the, what he replaces it with is hate and judgment. Critical spirit. Anger. He replaces it with all that. God says, I've got no place for that. Because when, you, when God comes into your life, when you invite Jesus into your heart, into your heart, what is God? God is love. God is love. He is calling us to reach out to love other people. Jesus reached out. He loved 
people when he was here on this earth. He loved people. It says that the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were all, he goes and he sits and he eats with sinners. He loved people. Okay? He reached out to those. He said, he said well, who do, you, who do you take a doctor to? Somebody that's sick. Who do I take the message to? Somebody that needs to hear the message yeah. of salvation. We need to look and love people. Not, not judge them, but offer them the gift that God has given us. Amen. He gave us, I mean, we are scoundrels. Come on. Yeah. As good as we want to feel, as good as we want to look at ourselves, you know, and, and say, yeah, I've got it together. You know, we were sinners saved by grace. Yeah. Okay? Just as that song says, uh, you know, doesn't matter whether we're an ambassador or whether we're a gambler, whatever lot in life we've chosen, whatever lot in life is that, whatever it's dealt to us. The point is, we all have to make the decision. Who are we going to serve today? Are we going to serve the devil or are we going to serve the Lord? And there's no in-between. There's no gray area. We try to walk the fence. We try to do this and that and everything, you know. You know what? Walking, trying to, trying to see um, how close we can come and not lose our salvation, you know. That is losing our salvation. That's losing our innocence. Losing our innocence. We need to get our innocence back. Ask the Lord, restore the joy of my salvation that we might serve you each and every day. Amen? Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the challenge that you've given us, Lord God, of serving you in a greater way, of looking at life differently, Lord God, and allowing us to rejoice when we're tested, Lord God, that we might know the areas of our strengths and the areas of our weaknesses, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you will give us the strength to walk through those things, Lord, and that we will become the overcomers that you want us to be, Lord God, in this life, Lord, and in the life after everlasting, Lord God. We just rejoice in your presence, whether it be now in your presence or if we're with you in eternity, Lord. We just rejoice to be in your presence, Lord, that we might dwell in your presence each and every day. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.